What's going on, guys? AJ here, back again with another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast. Uh, I'm in the car. I haven't done this in a while. Uh, I promise you I'm being safe. Uh, Bluetooth speakers are are fully uh, engaged here. So I promise you I have both hands on the steering wheel, focused and uh, ready to complete uh, a safe safe travel. Um, But I wanted to share a few thoughts that I did have in mind. And, and really, these thoughts are questions, frankly, and, and I'm putting it out there to the, the E1B2 Collective community. I'm putting it out to any of the listeners, subscribers, downloaders, um, anyone that, that knows me, respects me and works with me. And I've asked my partners these questions. And they have their own opinions and their own perspectives. But I really want to kind of get a better understanding and a better sense of, of what you all think around these questions. If you're a sales manager. Why is it that, you know, why is it that when you are up for your performance management review or when you are reporting to your direct report, whether that's a sales director, whether that's a CMO, whether that's the CEO, whoever it's going to be, why is it that you are judged by so many things, whether it's the, the main thing you're judged by is how much did you and your teams sell? How many open or click-through rates did you get if there's like email marketing involved? How many prospects are in the funnel? I mean, you're judged by all of these metrics, but why isn't there any conversations around those sales managers being judged by how emotionally safe their sales representatives feel, their direct reports. Why aren't there any conversations around how much learning and development that is contextual to that to that sales representative is actually being implemented and executed by the sales manager? Why is it that there's no judgment being had or no or no um, no focus being put on how much how much support and and empathy and and strategic just focus is being given towards developing your team around understanding their strengths understanding how to make them better understanding how to um, emotionally engage with them all the things that we focus on and we love so much within the world of leadership I'm very confused why because you know frankly in 2020 in 2020 heading into 2021, Let's just call it what it is. I mean, there are ways to track and measure and correlate and and, and calculate data to prove someone's EQ, to prove someone's ability to create great culture, to prove someone's great leadership capabilities. There's ways to track that now. There may not have been ways to track that 15 years ago, 20 years ago, shit, six years ago, five years ago, four years ago, maybe. But my question is, why aren't we doing those things? And then my second question would be, why aren't sales managers getting fired if month after month they're not getting better at these things? Why aren't sales managers getting coached and trained around these conversations? Why aren't sales managers being being scrutinized around these things if there is coaching and there is training and they're ignoring to put these things in place? Where's the, what am I missing? What am I missing? 
I'll give you another example. If you're a CMO, why, 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 why isn't the CEO having these type of conversations with you once a year, twice a year, every month? Why aren't there pulse reviews put in place to, to, to prepare and support that CMO? Why? I need an answer. I need an answer to understand why change management best practices, emotional intelligence, learning and development, IDPs, team structure, empathy. Why aren't these things being taught to managers, being taught to leaders? And then why aren't they held accountable for these things and can be fired if those things are not part of their skill set? Straight up and down. I've held management roles and I've never in my life had a review where a CEO or a direct report that I was reporting to has 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 gone over a list of things. Hey Anthony, you know, the productivity of your team was this, or hey Anthony, the uh, the sales were this. They they go over all these things, but not once I've ever had someone say to me, Hey Anthony. Susan put in a survey, and this is probably one of the best ways. Why aren't there surveys that a CMO or a CEO or a sales director gives to their direct reports who are the managers that are filled out by their direct reports that says, Sarah says she does not feel emotionally safe and psychologically safe to come up with, come up with better questions to ask you to be a better employee here. She does not feel like she that you have her back. And let me get practical here. If Sarah makes that very clear, and obviously in 2021 now moving forward, and this has obviously been a thing, maybe it's anonymous. So let's even take Sarah, the name, the person, let's take it out of it. Members of your team, Derek. Members of, the, of your team, Andrew. Members of your team, Susan. Do not feel psychologically safe around you. They have checked the box that states there have been multiple times throughout the last quarter. They have noticed issues within the organization and did not bring them up to you because they they did not feel psychologically safe. Why aren't organizations firing or scrutinizing or disciplining directors and managers based off of that data? Why aren't there learning and development infrastructure and plans being put in place to stop those things from happening when the data comes across? Why aren't the surveys themselves being distributed? Can someone give me an answer? Can someone give me an answer? Now, I'm sure some companies are doing this. And I'm sure some companies have fired leaders for not being good emotional leaders. But you know what most companies are probably doing? Most companies are probably just making sure their comp- their teams are getting shit done. And as long as the teams at a macro level are getting shit done, then a CEO or a CMO or a CTO, whoever's the direct report of that director or manager... From their POV, they're probably like, you know what? There can't be that much wrong. 
there can't be that many bad things happening. That's really the shit that they're playing in their head. There can't be that many things that are breaking. So I'm not going to try to fix anything that I don't think is really broken. Maybe there, maybe there could be a little bit of glue here. Maybe a little bit of, maybe a little bit of tape would be valuable. But I don't really see anything that's completely broken. So there's really no need to go in here and really do a lot of change management and fixing this stuff. That's what a lot of leaders are saying. I just, I just genuinely don't get it. You know, I, I think I've told this story before. I was led by a CEO once that asked me a very, at the time, pretty intense question. And you guys know my energy now. I looked him right back in his eyes and I gave him the answer yes to this question. He looked at me, he said, if I'm scaring people in this company, if I'm so psychologically uncertain to most, if I'm creating a discomfort, which is which is not allowing people to do the best work. From what you tell me, Anthony, this is what he was saying. From what you tell me, then I should be fired as the CEO, right? I should step down as the owner of this company and someone else should take my place. Is that what you're saying? And I looked him dead in his face and I said, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. That is exactly <clears throat> what I'm saying. And I don't understand why more people don't understand or agree with that perspective. Why are we not looking at C-suite, looking at directors, and looking at managers? And why are we not coaching them, scrutinizing them, developing them, managing them, encouraging them, supporting them, and then eventually, if, 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 if it really needs to get, get to that point, firing them around all of the leadership-esque, emotional-esque, employee-first-esque attributes that we all know actually drive business, actually drive productivity, actually drive results. So that's my question. I don't know if anyone has a great answer. I know my partners have given me a few decent answers. I know I have my own assumptions and my own my own opinions and my own perspectives. But um, but I want to see if someone out there has a really, really, really solid answer for me. I want a good one. I want a really solid black and white, tangible, meaty answer. Something I can chew on for a bit. That's what I want. Because if I could get that answer. I could really have a lot more empathy. Because that's that's really where I'm at with it. I'm tired of being angry about it. I'm tired of being upset about it. And I'm ready to be a little bit more empathetic. I'm ready to live into context or information that maybe I'm not aware of. I'm ready to be a learner again. I'm ready to unpack. And so someone sent me some thoughts. And again, if... You guys missed the direct question. I'll ask it one more time. Why aren't CEOs, CTOs, COOs, CMOs, managers, 
leaders inside of companies, why aren't they judged, scrutinized? And if it really needs to get to this point, fired based off a of lack of emotional intelligence capabilities, a lack of E1B2-esque leadership capabilities, employees first, business second, a lack of change management ability that creates emotional and psychological safety, a lack of ability to put together teams that plays nice with each other, a lack of communication skills that breeds happiness and breeds transparency, but also authenticity, but also breeds new energy and and does not derail energy of those they lead. Why aren't we firing people that have weaknesses in those areas? Why aren't we putting them on IDP plans? Why are we allowing their black and white financial capabilities to be the drivers of why they're with a company for six years? I'll leave it there. That's the question. I want to hear the thoughts. I want to hear the perspectives. And I don't mean to be this blunt, but I'm going to be this blunt. I want a fucking answer. I want an answer. And I want a good one. I don't want the same old excuses, guys. I want a good one. I want a black and white, tangible, chewy, meaty, in-depth answer. I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to listen. Thanks a lot.